Welcome, sound seekers. I just want to say right away, congratulations. You did the thing, you clicked on the link, and you didn't have to. And in an era where there's so much to see, so much to click on, so much to listen to, all readily available on the internet to everybody all the time, I am super thankful that you decided to take the time to discover new music with me. It is currently right around Thanksgiving. And I just wanted to express that gratitude to everybody who's listened to the show so far. I am your host, Andrew Schultz, from Redefining Records. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends to check it out or share it on social media. Or even better yet, write them a handwritten note describing how awesome this show is and give it to them in person. Today, I am thrilled to share with you a really fun conversation I had with Twaner whose real-life person name is Anthony, and he's a music teacher at Los Rios Rock School in San Juan Capistrano, where we recorded this episode. But of course, he's so much more than that. He's a father and a husband. He's an incredible percussionist and master of vapor wave, a manipulator of weird, chill electronic sounds, and of course, he's a Google review extraordinaire. We talked about a bunch of really cool stuff in this episode, including, but not limited to, where creativity comes from, and what it's like to be in the perfect flow state for making music, the challenges of performing electronic music live, a love story for the ages, obscure sci-fi books, and comedy writing, among other things. He's got a really cool EP coming out in the very near future, so please go give him a follow on Spotify. Twanner is spelled T-W-A-N-N-E-R, or just Google him, because apparently he's the top thing that will show up when you Google Twanner. And as always, we're going to start things off by listening to some of his music. Here's a single off of his EP called No Next Time.
welcome to the show. Cool. Um, I want to start with a super deep personal question. All right. Do you have any pets? I have um, my wife's cat that is now, I guess, my cat. Definitely. Her name's Willow. And um, my son, who's three, she's absolutely, the cat's terrified of our toddler, so she does not make an appearance until the minute he falls asleep. So she's up all night, eats like three bowls of food, and then she's just gone the whole day because she's terrified. (laughs) An actual scaredy cat. Yeah. That's cute, though. What kind of cat is it? It's a black cat. Oh, nice. She's about mm, seven or eight now, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. She's cute, though. She's still she's still nice, but... That's nice. Do you <laughs> foresee yourself getting more pets in the future with the with the child and whatnot? Yeah, he's really into to stuffed dogs right now. Um, he loves animals. He loves watching, like, animals on TV and whatnot. And I think we'll, we'll get a puppy, I think. Um, Gotta get a puppy. Yeah, yeah when, when he's a bit older, be a little more responsible. Um, like, a more responsible little kid than yeah. a three-year-old, but... Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, we got that out of the way. It was very important. <laughs> I was I was actually just like inspired by my last episode we talked about. Um, his Max was the last guest we talked about his cat for a while, mm. and I was like, that was fun, fun way to start it. So I thought I'd ask again. Yeah, I heard a bit of that that one. That's like the Hans guy. We, we, yeah, we've, yeah. Been, we've been following each other for a little bit now. And nice. Yeah, he's a super interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got really cool music. Had some cool stuff to say. Yeah, it's a fun conversation. Okay, actually deep question, not sarcastically deep question. <laughs> Um, I'm curious what you think about creativity in terms of whether it being something you're born with or something you're, that is learned. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just leave it kind of open at the beginning. Yeah, I guess um, the learned part is more of like technicality, like being technically good, I guess, is more of the learned thing. Um, just for instance, like I teach drums. So I'm, I'm very good at teaching technique, teaching how to play with the metronome, teaching how to play along to songs, how to hit the drums a certain way. When it comes to creativity, it's more kind of like just in, more experimentation from like within kind of yeah. thing. And that's a personality a personality thing as well. Like some some kids that I teach are very outspoken and they can they kind of just do their own thing on the drums and I have to kind of tame them a little bit. Like, oh, let's just get back to the fundamentals a little bit. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> and there's the kids I'm like, come on, let's just get, you go, you go like play a little bit more out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we can figure this out just like, you know, you know, do your thing on it. So, yeah, I, I think it's definitely more, it's a combination. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, then then you get those freaks who are, like, famous, who are like, I've never got a single lesson in my life. I'm just good. Like, yeah, yeah it's probably true, but that's, like, a super outlier kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for us, you know, normies, normal people in the world, yeah, I think yeah. it's good to have a, bit of, have a bit of both, you know. Yeah. I also think about the people who seem to think they have no creativity. Mm. And I don't know if you ever come across kids like that who I don't know, maybe they don't want to be here, and their parents want them to be here. There's definitely been that before. It's just like music's not their thing. Yeah. Um, like, I've had this kid who's super into sports, and he realized within, like, the first month or two of getting lessons. I also teach piano, and um, he's like, yeah, I, I hate music. I'm like, all right, let's talk to your mom. <laughs> and then You're mom's like, no, we're going to stay. Yeah. We're going to do piano for another, until it's, until you got it. And then, like, it was just torture for months. And, um mm. Uh, I mean, he seemed a creative enough kid. He seemed, you know, I don't know. He's, sometimes it's it's kind of hard uh, for for to, to gauge the creativity of children. Uh, one thing that I kind of, because I've been teaching for so long, just for just kind of watching my peers 
or friends or just you know adults with their music. It's always kind of fun to to think back on how they must have been as kids, yeah, with their creativity. And how if, if where when did they get like the, the moment where it's like, oh, that's what being creative is. Or, oh, I can do this now. I didn't think I can do this on an instrument. Yeah. So it's cool to kind of like, you can always, even as an adult, you can pick out like, okay, that guy, you can tell he, he's technically good. He loves music, but maybe he's not the most creative person in the world. Mm-hmm. But he, he he's loving what he's doing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that answers the question. Did, um, <laughs> I think did, so. I felt like I was rambling. No, <laughs> I'm purposely trying to get you to ramble, so never feel okay. bad about rambling. Okay. <laughs> that is the whole point of a podcast. Nice. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm really good at that. My thoughts Perfect. are always tumbling around. So. Um, so I'm curious if you took lessons as a kid. Yeah, I took lessons... Um, on dr- dr- I'm, like, I'm, I'm, trained, I'm a trained percussionist, I guess, like a trained okay. drum set player. Um, so my first drum lessons... Was on, I think when I was four, there was this argument between my mom and I, where she, I I thought I was six when I started drum lessons, and she's like, no, it was four. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now I'm just saying it was four when I started yeah. drums. But yeah, I mean that sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of like the whole story of like you know a kid bringing out pots and pans, and this parents like, oh, we gotta get him drum lessons. Um, but I I was self taught piano because we had drums. And I was getting lessons with drums, but I did not get piano lessons because we, we always had, like, a family piano in the house. And I was super interested in piano as well. Yeah. Except we, I don't think, like, it connected where we, I should have got double lessons. So throughout my whole drum set learning career as a, as a child, I was also teaching myself piano. Yeah. Um, in a way, and just, like, songwriting through there and creating music um, in that outlet while being trained in rhythm and just playing in time, just typical drum set stuff. Um, so I, I kind of got the best of both worlds growing up of just being self-taught in one thing and being learned in another. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess long story short, um, I, I did I, I did have lessons. Yeah. <laughs> did your did your parents play the piano as well? Were they musicians or? Uh, I mean, my mom was kind of like you know, she's what. One of those things where she took piano for a little bit, had had her her family piano at at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can you know play a few tunes here and there, but they're more I guess like patrons of like the of the of music. They weren't really much like trying to learn it. They wanted to, yeah. They like listening to it, going to shows, and like doing the whole thing. They love music, but just not really playing it. I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Did they? So what kind of music did you grow up hearing like around the house? A lot of super heavy music, like. Um, a lot of hair metal, <laughs> a lot of hair metal. So like Motley Crue. Really? Nice. Um, yeah. My parents had me when they were relatively young. My mom, I mean, she was 25. So, and I was young in like the early nineties kind of thing. So I guess like a lot of Motley Crue, Metallica, uh, Pantera, Van Halen, you know, etc. All that, all that stuff like poison, yeah. white snake, Hair metal. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And um, do you plan on starting your son with lessons early? Or, like, are you just teaching him yourself? Or what What kind of experience? I'm just thinking, like, based off your own experience as a child growing up with music, mm-hmm. what are you trying to give to your son now? Uh, well, I'm not going to force him into anything right mm-hmm. now, but he is – he loves music. He loves dancing. <laughs> I think he's more of a dancer – singer than like a percussionist piano player like his dad but yeah that's perfectly fine like oh yeah uh, but we do have a little drum set for him and he's got really good rhythm really good like just an innate thing about music and he's just really outgoing 
Um, so yeah, I'm not, not going to force him. Like I'm not going to, okay, he needs to now learn the, the basics of how to hold the drumstick. Yeah, yeah, Or all that stuff. It's like, just let him have fun with it. Just, you know, uh, enough to where I can tell him, like, okay, don't hit it like that or play like that. You're going to hurt yourself or don't dance like that. You might yeah. knock something over or hurt yourself. But yeah, he's um, he seems to be very artistically inclined, I guess. That's so, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. As an artistic person yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, as like a music teacher, about like what kind of lessons you've learned from the kids as like a teacher. From like, have you learned something about music that you would not have other otherwise learned? Like from my not? students, kind of thing. Yeah, like from your students or from like the process of teaching, perhaps. Um, I guess it, it just you know every you know um, people are generally like the same. A lot of kids are the same. Uh, the kind of you know everyone's kind of wants the same thing, just to get better. Like they yeah. want to better themselves. They want to get better, whether it be a musician or just even sometimes they just want to come in here and like just talk. You know, just talk about things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you know it's just it's it's more of just um, I guess I've learned that a lot of like just kind of nurturing helps a lot with teaching yeah um and just in in life as well like you just the, t- the more that you want to you nurture something or people or someone the more like the more growth happens so i guess i, I think i'm a better parent because i've been teaching for so long because That's i kind of cool. i kind of understand yeah um the psychology of, of kids and children just not that I'm like I took like a one class of psychology in college, but like. honestly, I mean, no. <laughs> I was talking to Max about that mm-hmm. about uh, an instructor kind of being more like a mentor in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. I mean, they teach you music and they introduce you to music, and that's cool. But it's also he said it's just like some other person to talk to that's not your parents. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. cool, and we'll teach you tool riffs um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a cool experience, and that's probably. I like how you've how you've taken that into your own life. Yeah, because we definitely like it's all about learning some cool cool licks and cool riffs and cool drum beats and yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just kind of just like a, we're, we're trained to be mentors here, actually yeah, more yeah. so than teachers. Um, so yeah, it's it's just fun. Yeah, we're we're talking about Los Rios Rock School. Also, yeah, by yeah, the way, yeah. for if you didn't listen to the. Um, the Carney episode where we kind of introduced the school. Um, we're also here today in the same place. And this is kind of like a pretty progressive music school, mm-hmm. at least like more um, inclined to teach the kids what they want to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like cool. uh, all their set lists are curated by them. Yeah. And teachers aren't picking the songs they play live. Like we played um, a Steve Lacey song. Nice. Uh, Which last one? concert, uh, Dark Red. Nice. Yeah. So that was fun. So, you know, anything these kids kind of want to play, if it's doable, we'll try to do it here. Yeah. We're trying to get, like, more of an electronic kind of thing. It's just difficult. Like, we have some kids that want to do, like, Chain Smokers or certain 21 Pilot yeah. songs or um, even, like, Imagine Dragons. But then we'd have to, like, I've done this already here, and I think other teachers can follow suit a little bit. It's just prepare backing tracks for the shows. Uh, because if they do want to play those songs, they're really, they really, really want to play those songs, and we we say no to it. It's just kind of like ah, we can figure something out. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's going to be a, a more of a trend of more like figuring out more keyboard parts or backing tracks or even just drum trigger stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You cool could probably help with that quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's yeah let's talk about 
Twanner a little bit. Mm, nice. Am I saying that right? A uh, Twanner. Twanner. Yeah. That's it's, a, it's no. It's it's weird. I'm, I just, I'm just gonna leave now. <laughs> take off the headphones. I was like, I thought about asking you. I'm like, no, it's definitely Twanner. Twanner. It's either or, honestly. I don't really. I, I no, no. It's, I started the thing. It'd be Twanner because it was my nicknames. Like some friends would give me, or you know. St- it's a play on my name, Anthony, like Antoine, okay. then Twan, Twaner. Just oh, cheesy. Just been molded over time. Yeah. Just degraded <laughs> yeah. into yeah, exactly. the it's most strange. silly word possible. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, well, tell me about it. Tell me about what you're doing. Um, yeah, I started this project in 2013 um, after college. Uh, I was just playing in a bunch of bands, and I was honestly kind of getting sick of just kind of being the drum, drum set player, keyboard yeah. player. I loved it. I still do it. It's just I felt like I I wanted to kind of like bring something else to the to the table when it comes to like releasing my own music kind of thing. Um, so I just kind of it kind of came from that. And then I what really kind of happens was I was in this band for like five years. It got super toxic. I finally quit. And then I kind of just like locked myself up in my room for two weeks, just working on recording myself and like figuring out how to do it. And I wrote like twenty songs really quick, and yeah, I like divided them up in five, ten, fifteen, twenty, and made like four EPs, and they're really bad. I, I don't really talk about them anymore, but it was that's kind of where it started, kind of like a soft start. Yeah, I was like, all right, uh, I'll just put these out, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna try to do anything with it. I played one silly little show with it, and then t- like two years later, I was like, you know, I want to play this stuff live. So I, I got some of my friends, had them learn the songs. We played a we played a bunch in like 2015, and then uh, I decided like you know I need to, I need to like step my game up a little bit. These songs are a little bit too I don't know. I think I have more to offer again. And there at the time it was mostly instrumental, and I wanted to kind of dig into like singing and mm-hmm. more recording because it essentially was just 100 percent electronic instruments, and then a band would be behind it, uh, which is kind of like what I do now. But I want to implement the the live instruments within the recording. So 2016. Onward, it's been this kind of iteration where I'm doing drums live, using software synthesizers, using drum samples, vintage drum samples. And um, I want to play more shows. That's kind of like the next thing. I'm working on an mm-hmm. EP right now. Nice. Um, so that's basically like the, the quick little summary of, of, I guess, the history of the project. Yeah. What does uh, setting up a live show look like for you what is that process do you need multiple more people to help you out like how do you get that done yeah so the, it started at first i would i would be playing synthesizer like i, I borrowed my friend's moog um and i'd nice. have a guitar player bass player drums and then the backing track and then basically we would just kind of like hope and pray that wherever we play there'll be a good pa for the backing tracks because it's kind of the backbone yeah. of a lot and it worked out really well. Like it was interesting. People dug it, and like even if some of the shows were a little wonky, they appreciated the fact that it was something new yeah. and trying something different. Um, you know, in like a nice way of saying, "Oh, you know, keep going. Try maybe you know, yeah. get something." And then you know, I started playing shows in like my later the iterations now, where it's just I have I have uh, Hayden playing guitar, nice. and then we have Ryan playing drums. I play bass and sing along with the backing tracks. It's just the backing track thing is like if I had enough money to pay like synth- like people who play keyboards, yeah, people who can do like drum machine stuff, um, that can fill in all the gaps. But like that's I can't. So the the backing tracks are at, 
all right, every show, and maybe one day I'll, I'll try to do something where I'm like, okay, let's just like, do like a stripped down set. Maybe like you know down the line when people kind of already know me as like a backing track kind of kind of an artist thing, but yeah. Um, so I, I don't need much. I have like sometimes I bring like a sub mix to go into the PA unless it's because sometimes I get these old like these old heads that are like the, the sound engineers like I don't know what to do with this MacBook. What do you want to do with a DI yeah. with a MacBook? Like okay, <laughs> like so if I sometimes I have like a a sub mixer. It's like okay, here like this is like this, yeah, yeah. you know what this is there like plug go. that. There we go. Yeah, it works. Um. That's for the backing tracks. So I just make sure everything is good in the monitors. Uh, like the drummer can hear the backing tracks. So I have a headphones for the for the drummer. Thank God our last um, our last set there was no monitor for the drums. I guess it broke, and that would have been really bad. So we had headphones for him. And then like you know I, I tell the you know sound guy to drown me out, reverb, blah blah blah, yeah. all that, all that bull, bullshit because you know I don't know. It's just the sound, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, it kind of matches your music. Jack. Yeah, yeah, it's more of an aesthetic. Yeah. It is, exactly. It's really the vocals just become kind of another layer, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like what Kevin Parker does and other similar yeah. artists that kind of do that style of music. Um, but it's I was curious what your setup was because it's not, as you said, with even the students at Los Rios, it's not easy to play electronic heavy music live. Exactly. Um Cause we so. played we played one twenty one pilot song here and we used a backing track and uh, Gerald is his name he doesn't go here anymore but like he handled it he had the headphones on back and like he looked like a pro like that's what nice. drummers do now they have like a headset and they're listening to tracks in the back and he was just right on it yeah so it's like it's cool like it's just like you know bringing in new things live that maybe they'd have to you know if they're gonna keep doing the the drumming thing yeah. they might have to do backing tracks if they're playing with a pop artist yeah or, or even just like a like a church thing where they need like a simple click mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's it's, it's 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 cool you know there's people out there that talk you know that talk shit they're like you know using back like not to me but like i've seen things you know, like, like why are they using yeah. backing tracks they can't play to time I, I like the randomness of like the song sometimes like maybe they're not going to play at the same tempo but i mean I think it's just whatever you do live artistically and you like represent it honestly it's like it's perfectly fine to do whatever the hell you yeah. want. No, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be somebody complaining no matter what you do. Yeah. If you didn't use backing tracks they'd be complaining about the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so off time. <laughs> yeah, so off time. Where are all those synthesizers on that track I heard on Spotify? Exactly. Where are they all? <laughs> oh man. So, uh you mentioned you've you've written quite a lot of music over mm-hmm. the last few years. One question I love to ask people is is what is their favorite song of their own that mm. they've written? Dang. <sighs> favorite song of my own that I've written it would it be um before my son was born, I just I was like overwhelmed with emotion one one night and I was at my parents' house and I was like, you know what, I need to like I can't put my thoughts into words. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that cheesy thing. Yeah. Is this like the night before? <laughs> like right before? Well it's like, right? like my wife got pregnant and then yeah. um it was like the weekend after we found out and I was uh-huh. kinda like I was kinda like sitting down finally, like, yeah. okay, we're doing this now. Kind of digesting it. Yeah, we're here, like we this is this is what's gonna happen. And then I was like, you know what, I need to do on the piano a little bit. So I had my MacBook, my and I put up push record and I just like did this. Yeah. And it's actually gonna be on my EP. Cool. That's coming out because I I tried so many times to like make it into a song, like with like bass and drums and like it just doesn't it didn't it I, the vibe is already in that recording so like that's yeah it's gonna be the title track of the EP and it's gonna be pretty sick. Cool. Can you 
say what it is, or are you going to... I don't know. Top secret there's, there's a f- I'm, I'm bouncing around a few ideas in okay. my head still. Um, uh, yeah, I can't really say, I guess. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's cool, then. What, mm. So it was more... The thing you liked was kind of the emotion behind it and kind of the way it came to you, kind of stream of consciousness, like... Yeah, because it was on my my childhood piano at home, like that so too. that's that so was a big thing too. Because I haven't really nostalgic. played in a while. Yeah, the yeah. sounds of it, like the timbre of the strings, and just how old it was and how it aged, but I still recognize the sound of it. Yeah, and I was like, once I started, I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to, I want to, like just you know, do a simple little recording, yeah. get it out of my system, and then I listen back to it, I'm like, wow, I did not know how I did that, and like I don't know how I'm going to recreate it because I wanted to make it into a song. Yeah, and, and it's I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'll, I'll put it on a release that I'll do. Because um, I've never really done like an EP or an album. It's always been single, single, single. Yeah. So I was like, you know, if I make like an EP in the future or something, um, I'll just throw it on there. Kind of yeah. like interesting nice. thing. <laughs> I like that it. nobody has heard it yet. It's not like mm-hmm. when I've asked this before, it's usually something that's come out before. So now yeah, no one's heard it yet. Your no fans are going to be just. Yeah, I hope they dig it. Anticipation. I'm like sure they'll it. dig it. Um, and then on the opposite side of that, um, do you have a song that comes to mind that as like your least favorite, usually it's like a song idea that just never came to be what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, that happens all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I have so many. The most frustrating to record. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a point in time where like I was more of trying to be like an EDM artist, Mm -hmm. um, in like maybe 2014 or something like that. And uh, there's some cringy really bad kind of, like, future-based sounding stuff. In my opinion, like, I've showed a few people, and they're like, dude, it's not that bad. I'm like, okay. But, I mean, that, I guess that would be the stuff I really don't like, because I, I want it to be automatically, like, fire shit. Like, I want it to be, like, pop-in, future-based yeah. kind of dubstep stuff. And it just sounded not as good. It was kind of like the time where I was kind of trying to find my, my way and what I, what I like to record the most. Yeah. So I don't even know the name of it, but it was something that I listened to recently, actually. I'm like, Wow. I can just go not hearing this song ever again the rest yeah. of my life. Just put that one away for a while. <laughs> leave it in the closet. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so when you're, um, I'm curious, when you're writing a song, does you mentioned piano with that song. Um, is there a pattern usually of like what comes first? Is it a beat? I mean, you're obviously a percussionist. Mm-hmm. It, does it often start with a beat? Um, yeah, because I'm more, I'm more formally trained as percussionist or drums, I usually just have it in my head already, and yeah. I want to maybe put something else down. Like, if I have a, if I have a metronome going, I kind of already can hear what I want. I don't want to waste my time really um, making a beat, because by the time I do that, it's going to already sound different than what I had in my head. So I try to do chords first. Yeah. Maybe chords, try to find a few synths that I like. If anything, maybe, like, a snare drum on, like, on the backbeats. That has like a nice cushion sound to it. That's like, okay, yeah. I know that's the snare going to be on the backbeats. I don't know the kick pattern yet, um, but I want to get chords down. So, t- I mean, the songs that kind of like write, because I do write a lot and like try to complete a lot, the songs that write themselves tend to be just like the ones that I get in a crazy flow state and I'm just like, whoa, like every every decision I'm making is like, is like the decision I want to do. Nice. So when I get to that, um, level. It's mostly just finding chords throughout the entire song, like the verse, the chorus, the transition between like a bridge or just a weird ending. And I already like I already, I already have melodies in my head. I'm like I already know like it, those are like the best ones. Yeah. So I guess it would just be like yeah, synths, maybe like the bass line, nailing a drum part that I like, and then just getting all of it kind of recorded first before I start mixing it. Yeah, kind of thing. And then 
Yeah, and it's, it's, I mean, sometimes I do start with like if I'm just kind of like you know, I, you know, if I get writer's block, I try to just shape a crazy drum beat, like just a sick drum beat, yeah, just to kind of like get my head going. But more often than not, when I do that, I just like I can't write anything to it because I, I I just can't think of what yeah, to. Yeah. It's too late. Like I, I can send that drum part off to someone else to do something, but yeah, yeah. So this crazy flow state you kind of describe when you write the best. Do you have kind of a process for getting to that state of mind, or does it happen in certain situations, certain days of the week, certain mindsets, certain moods? It just kind of happens because, like, I I already I released like the first single to this EP that I'm doing, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to write like five six songs at the same time. So I wrote five songs. I've been tossing like, okay, I don't like the fifth one I did. The third one I'll do better. And all of a sudden, I was like, you know, I'm going to do a new, a new song for the EP. And I just wrote it, like, in a night. I don't know. Nice. I, maybe it came from frustration. It came from, like, just being stressed out that I can't make these songs work. Yeah. And I just started the new one. Maybe it was that. And maybe also just, like, happenstance that I kind of just stumbled upon chords that that worked kind of thing. Yeah. And just when I really know the flow state that I'm in, like, works is, like, I don't have to I barely tweak anything. Like, it just happens. Like, I know certain presets I like to kind of do. I, I know, like basic levels of things I know the sounds I want um, yeah it's just, it doesn't happen as often as, as often as I'd like but of like, course not it was just I, I guess it comes for this for that song that the last song I released it yeah it came from just maybe like a, a, a frustration and just you know doing something different uh, like I never done like a I never worked on five songs at the same time before so maybe yeah maybe I had something subconsciously in my head. For that one, but then like you know, this this one-off songs that were kind of getting like a flow state thing is, again, it's like it's like you know like, um, I guess kind of like in like the Grecian, like the Grecian uh, the Greek philosophy, Greek uh, like the gods and all that stuff. Where like sometimes humans yeah. would get like a psh, yeah, yeah. Like a thunderbolt in their head, like oh that's an idea, and like oh it's from yeah. one of those fuckers up there. Yeah, or like a muse, like, like a muse kind of yeah. thing, or just like like maybe it's just something like the brain unlocks. You know, maybe it's like. Just like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna help you out a little bit. Yeah, human that I'm stuck in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just, it just happens, and then, you know, I turn it into like a minute song, and then I'm just like, you know, I want to get it out there in the world. Yeah. What I what should be doing for these songs is like, you know, you know, just, you know, hold it for a bit. You know, the flow state happened, and you had a good idea. Maybe you should just, you know, wait on it. Yeah, <laughs> hard to say. I mean, mm. it might never be better than what it is but yeah, it also yeah, could yeah. be that's a whole separate decision a whole separate process of like taking it from that stage to a like a full song yeah yeah exactly and then because then you think like, i can do this again like i'll do it exactly. again tomorrow and then you can't you're like okay. not tomorrow you feel like shit tomorrow yeah <laughs> like absolute shit <laughs> absolute shit um so i mean can we expect this ep in the near future or yeah it's yeah. pretty much done like it's it's pretty much done i recorded all the drums for it um, I'm writing lyrics for it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm doing with this, because I've never done like, I thought it'd be cool because I'm I'm on, I'm on this like small label now, super small label called oh, really? Head, Headphone Music, and um, really cool people. There's like in-house mastering and mixing for the label. They they do great promotion, except like they're they're more of like long form release, like EP album. Like they know I do singles. They put out a single of mine, but they'd much rather hear an EP. Yeah, I was like, no, fuck it. Like, I, you know what? I, I want to do an EP. Like, I have to do it now. I've released so many singles and compilations. Yeah. Um. So it should be done early next year. Um. 
right now I'm at the stage where I'm like a lot of the songs sound really bad, but I know they're gonna get there kind of thing. Yeah, they sound bad to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sound bad to me right now. But if I show it to anyone else, probably be like, oh, cool, like it's a sketch. Like I can tell it's like I can tell it's gonna be something. Yeah. Um, like my wife's my biggest critic. You know, she hates everything. She's like, yeah, it doesn't sound that good. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your input. Um, I mean, I'm sure that's really helpful in a lot of ways, though. Oh, yeah, of course. Pushes like, you to the next level. Yeah, she's a musician as well. She sing, she's going to sing more um, with my stuff, but she already has this. We have a song together where she sings on. Um, but, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's good to push, you know, mm-hmm. push me to get better. And, um, yeah, she doesn't sugarcoat anything. Yeah. That's which is cool. which is good advice for any musician. Like if if you're just if you're just releasing music to people that you want to enjoy it, like you should be like releasing it. Find like places where people just obliterate it, like roast forums or just like production roast forums or artist roast places. There's a lot of yeah. them out there. Oh, just go on Reddit. Go on Reddit, yeah. put your song up there, like on a certain ones, and they'll they'll be brutally honest, but they'll also be very very concise with like their. Or, yeah. They would get banned if they weren't nice about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got some great feedback and just like, just from strangers that you kind of like forcing them, yeah, <laughs> for internet points to like, critique your mix or your what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I just wish I wish more artists did that, um, just to get like brutally honest, constructive feedback, yeah, and stuff. You mean Go that ahead. because like too many artists put out mediocre stuff or? Not, not not really mediocre stuff, but maybe maybe there's something that they didn't realize they're doing wrong, or maybe there's something that maybe a more professional person yeah. can like give them in the right direction, kind of thing. Like, I mean, obviously, I know I'm pitchy when I try to sing, so people are like, "Oh, you're a little pitchy," but like, you can do this to help you not be as pitchy. Like, yeah. oh, perfect. Like, thank you for that. Like, I know I can't like sing in tune most of the time, but you're giving me a way to get better. Or even just like, hey, your kick drum sucks, dude. Like, do this. <laughs> Like yeah. the sound, like like in like or just like we can't hear the snare drum. Yeah, uh, do this. I just wish like other artists would do that, so they'd be like they they, they just they, they would get better. I think. If, yeah. You know, use the internet to that advantage rather than trying to promote themselves like yeah. all the time and kind of thing. Definitely, there is a lot of. I mean, that, that's how social media has been. So much something I'm learning over time is to like care less about just pushing your own shit mm. and just try to like have a conversation mm-hmm. and try to help somebody out with with their stuff um and that's really when it works the best yeah because not everyone's an asshole on the internet no. as much as you think um but there's some really helpful people out there if you just gotta find the right places um because you know if like a friend of yours like oh listen to this be brutally honest dude tell me exactly what i should do yeah different and, like you're like oh god i don't know I don't know if I should do that. <laughs> yeah, I still want to be friends. Yeah, I still want to be friends, but, but if you, just, you should more rather you should do it to a stranger. Yeah, you know I mean? it's easier, yeah. It's easier, and no one has to know about it. Like, no yeah. one has, unless it's really good, and that person, like, maybe shows it off or something. Or It's a way of promotion, too. Like, I get a lot of followers and views from just people that listen to it to critique it. Yeah. Kind of thing. And well, that's the thing that I find that I was kind of just trying to say is, like, if you stop just trying to purely promote yourself and just, like, participate mm-hmm. in a conversation to, like, help each other, then the promotion kind of comes naturally. Yeah, because... To an extent. Yeah, you but, realize that there are a lot of fucking people who make music out there. Oh, so A many. lot, like, a lot. 
And that can be that can honestly be your entire fan base is just other musicians. Like yeah. I think my fan base is seriously just all musicians. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Like we all we all hype each other up, we pump each other up. Yeah. Like on Instagram, like, oh big announcement, guys, tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh shit, no way. Nice. Dude, that's sick. Big announcement. Yeah. I can't wait. You know what I mean? It's like that's funny little shit. It's like, but it's oh, fun. Yeah. It's it's like a fun game that we're all playing. We love our music and we just love hyping everyone up. Um but the love train can only go for so long until like you get some you wanna, you know take what you're doing a little more seriously um but yeah yeah, yeah. But, well yeah but your fan base could just be musicians and you can just have a great tight music life yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah um you mentioned your wife being a musician as well i'm just mm-hmm. curious is that something that brought you guys together or yeah i mean like i we met because i i was um i was at a bar and she's in a band she was in a band called the 87s or kind of like a garage punk kind nice. of garage rock band and she had this like beautiful guitar, and she looked absolutely stunning. And like it was one of those things where I was at the bar, I'm like, oh god, like I, I gotta, I gotta say something. And, like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna fuck this up. But you know what? Why not? And then like yeah. we became friends, and um, I got her to kind of like play in my band. Like it was like you know the little the, sh- the shitty thing guys like, hey, I'm playing my band. Like want to play guitar <laughs> in my band? Want to like play? Want to sing a little bit in my band? Uh-huh. But you know you know what they're trying to do. No, kind of I know. But I wasn't trying I to do that you. with her. I'll try to do it with her. I was like, I really wanted her to play and with my music. And I also just happened to want it, you know, to talk uh-huh. a little more. I get we were, you. Yeah, we were friends for a long time. I guess you could say I was like in the friend zone for a bit. And I was like, you know what? I just texted her one day. I'm like, I, sorry, I'm, like, I have feelings for you. Like, I don't know if like the friend thing can work. And she's like, oh, you do? Like, oh, you, you, you want to be more than friends? And then like basically like we ghosted each other for two days. And I was, like, trying to, like, convince myself, like, all right, you know what, whatever. One That's day, fine. you know, like, you know, whatever. I can, I'm still alive. Yeah. And then she texted me out of the blue, like, she's like, like, do you need something? Like, do you want, because I was broke as hell during that time. So I was, like, she's buying me food all the time. And I felt like an asshole. And the first text back was, like, do you need, like, food or something? Like, are you eating? I'm like, God, okay, I'm going to change my ways. <laughs> yes, I'm hungry, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to beg for food anymore. Nice. And then, like, for, just kind of, like. Because yeah. she had feelings for me, too, kind of thing. And then it just kind of spiraled from there. And now we have a child. <laughs> nice. I'm ready for the movie. Yeah. That's, hey, that's a good... That's, that's half the screenplay right there. Hell, yeah. I, I can... I know I know enough actors that could that can play me. That's cool. That's a fun story. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Um, so, okay. I'm always trying to find new music, so... One of the questions I almost always ask is just, what are you listening to right now? Like, what are you binging on? Cool. Um, yeah, I've been binging on a lot of just kind of strange, like, modern jazz, modern fusion kind of jazz. So there's this musician called Lewis Cole, who's really amazing, multi-talented, multi-instrumentalist, um, super funky stuff, but it's it's got a level of intellect where he can have a big band kind of play along. Mm-hmm. But it's like innocent enough where it can be like a meme because he writes a lot of meme songs as well. He's the guy yeah. who did like the "Don't Wanna Check My Bank Account." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that one. He it's that guy, and he has a crazy catalog of music. Um, listening to him a lot. I'm listening to this um, Mark Juliana. It's a crazy drummer. He was the drummer on David Bowie's Black Star. Um, that's how he kind of got big, big. Uh, but he has a, a group called Beat Music. And he's a phenomenal percussionist, drummer, and he has a crazy band. Um, just a lot of freak musicians, like a lot of crazy, yeah. like weird avant-garde almost. Um, so like Nate Nate Smith, he has a band called Kinfolk. 
and there's really kind of like it's jazz inspired, but also southern inspired um, kind of music, kind of almost gospely, but jazz. And he's just a tremendous beast of a drummer, and he he has some really good musicians with that group. Uh, just binging stuff like that, and I guess um, I don't know. Like sometimes I just put on KCRW, like like the like the normie that I yeah. am sometimes, and I find some interesting stuff. Totally. But I Shazam, and like you know, that's still cool to do. Oh yeah. Because yeah, because like you know, those DJs are, are being paid by us, and they're still on the air, and like sometimes. Yeah, I hear a song on the radio, and I just kind of shazam it and um, listen to that for a while. Yeah. Just, every, just all my friends' music, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Cool. Do you have any, like, um, guilty listening pleasures? Yeah, I do, of course. Um, Let's hear it. You know, I like a lot of, like, dubstep. I like a lot of dubstep, heavy nice. electronic music. Yeah. Um, house music. It's just, it's just, my son loves it, too, which is kind of funny. Like, I'm giving him his weird guilty pleasure. And even when he's listening to it and he's dancing and he's going off, I'm already hearing other, like, hipster people like, why are your son listening to house music? Like, <laughs> you should listen to, like, something else. Yeah. But, like, he loves it. It's just, it's just the music that just, it's, it pushes boundaries every single, like, even month by month. It's like yeah. the music gets crazier and crazier. Not a lot of music is like that, you know? Yeah. A lot of genres kind of, like, either try to add a throwback element or, um, which is kind of going on a lot because a lot of throwback bands are kind of coming back. Um, mm-hmm. But just electronic music always is pushing forward. You yeah, know what I mean, like even if like techno kind of comes back for a little bit, it's still like a crazy modern version of like '90s techno. Yeah, or something. So it's a guilty pleasure only because if I show any of my friends like I listen to it. Yeah, they're like, dude, where are you gonna go to EDC right now? Like, what? You gonna go to blah blah blah? Yeah, <laughs> which I, I have that. been before, and it was probably fun. It was really fun. Yeah, it's probably a good time. I'm like. Uh, that kind of music is, I don't blame your son, that's like the music you want to dance to more than yeah. almost any other genre. Um, so that's cool. I like it. Yeah, I and mean, even just like the sound design of it. Like if I was a child and I heard that sound design, I'd be a totally different person today. Yeah. And like my son is kind of getting, like, it's just like a weird, it's almost like drugs almost in a sense, you know? Like it I kind of feel bad because of that because, you know, it's supposed to like trigger something in your brain where it's just the sound design of it. Yeah. But it's he's he's a very smart little kid and he really enjoys the music. Let's do it in my car. Like he pump me up, I bump it in my car and we're driving and he like nice. he sings along the rhythms like perfectly. Yeah. And like bass lines, he does the rhythms perfectly. So I, it's I don't know, it's just fun. It's fun music. It's not meant to be like critiqued as like intellectual music or anything or something yeah. to like really dig into no. it's just good music but it is a guilty it, pleasure yeah I guess it's really like kind of physical and like instinctual I feel like I always picture like the deep house and like clubs in Europe for like 12 mm-hmm. hours straight and like you don't know where one song ends and the oh, next yeah. one starts and everybody's <laughs> just kind of like lost their mind uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's really awesome and it's a great time to be alive yeah. exactly I'm like you're all kind of just connecting to this sound you feel it in your in your mind and your in your body and I, I'm into it mm-hmm. I like totally. it um, so on that note the kind of the biggest question I like to ask or like the whole point of this interview is I'm I'm really interested in why people do music at all like you obviously spend the majority of your time on music, whether it be teaching or writing and producing music. I'm mainly interested, as, as somebody who produces music and, you know, releases music, why do you do it? What is the point? Well, it's like all I've, all I've known is music. I majored in music. Mm-hmm. I was getting lessons when I was four. Apparently I've been banging pots and pans since I was two. 
Um, it's just something that is just part of me, and it's almost kind of like if I'm not writing music, I feel like it's just tension. There's tension in my body. I feel like I kind of want to just. I don't know, like, I, I, I get, like, super wrapped up, and, like, it's, I, I compare it now that I'm a dad, and I'm, like, 31 now, it's kind of like, I feel like a dad, like, where it's like, oh, dad's in the garage again, don't, don't bother <laughs> him for a few hours, he's yeah. working on the hot rod, or he's doing something, like, for my dad, it was working out, like, he'd work out two hours, don't bother him, Yeah. so it's kind of like a release, like, like, a bunch of dads, you know, yeah. have the release, and my release is kind of like, oh, don't talk to dad, he's writing some weird shit in his room, <laughs> it sounds weird. And the, <laughs> I guess it would be kind of like yeah, it's just it's just like a release. It's like it's like yeah. something also that I feel I can be selfish about without like a like a positive selfishness, where it's like my baby. And yeah, I have musicians that play with me, but they know right off the bat like it's my project, and like they're professional enough where they they they're just kind of like gun for hires in a sense. Yeah. But they are creative enough to kind of like you know gel with the music. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just kind of like you know I can be selfish with it. It's kind of like an like a self indulgence almost, where it's like you know what I want to like see what I can do if I can one up one up myself. Yeah. Or even if you hear something on the radio or hear something like on Spotify, like I I want to do something like that. Like come on, like let's just let's just give it a shot. Yeah. Um. Kind of thing. It's just for me, I guess it would just be like a release. Uh, more than anything, and just I, I still remember it's very visceral to this day. I remember the first time I wrote like a what I like a little riff on a piano. I don't remember how old I was. I was like five or four, but I remember exactly what it felt like to like write a song. Like, whoa! Like this note goes there. Yeah. These notes are sounding good with it. And once like that happened, I was hooked. I was like, I was just like, I want to keep you know experimenting and writing music. You know, I don't really, I don't really have the the thing about being famous or big or anything because I've been mm-hmm. such. Not only have I been a musician, but I've been like a professional musician. Like I've been a cruise ship musician. I've toured with bands. I've been to Europe as a keyboard player for hire. I've been to Canada, you know, Mexico. I've toured all around for months. I've I've been wedding bands. I've been wedding DJ. So I'm like, yeah, I know what it's like to be a musician, but to to do it in this way is more of like, um, it's a different kind of like rocks getting off than like touring or looking badass on stage or yeah. that stuff. Just kind of just different, I guess. Yeah, and in terms of like. Your future, I mean, do you, would you like to get to a place where you solely work on the music and you support it with shows or, or you know, big releases and, and touring? Or are you comfortable more with, like, the lifestyle you have now? I mean, the older I get, the more, like, realistic I try to get with myself. But, yeah, there's always that in the back of my head, like, what if this one song pops off? You know, you never know. This one yeah. song might do really well and it might call you to play somewhere. Um, but right now I just kind of want to just take it slow still, play shows, um, don't hit the paint too hard because it is very, it's just exhausting just being like a solo artist trying to make an EP. It's exhausting enough in itself. Um, but if like, if it, if it goes well and I get a lot of show offers, you know, I gotta be realistic about that as well. Like I'm not gonna play too many free shows and if it's it's a free show, I want to kind of like see what I can negotiate or who's going to be there. What can I do? Like yeah. kind of the weird businessy thing about it, like I might, but that's already a turnoff for like mm. <laughs> for just serendipitous like yeah. magic happening. So I don't know. Like it'd be kind of cool if someone like you know we all all of our all of us artist musicians we always have that little thing that we don't we don't say where it's like you know you never know someone might DM me and just want you know want me to open for them. Or, yep. It happens because I know does, I have yeah. bands that definitely that's happened to, and I love them for it, and like I I congratulate them. But I just don't really see it happening for me only because like 
it's still so even everything I do is so new to myself that I don't. I, I still need to think. I think melt on this project longer. Yeah. Play more shows. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I would if you know if it came down to it and like my music was getting big, then I I feel like it, I kind of have to. You give it a shot. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I give it a shot. You know, we're all, it's all it's all yeah. make believe for us anyway. It's all pretend. You yeah. Know, to a to a degree. No, it's fun to think about the yeah. possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned how recording the EP is exhausting as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of musicians feel exhausted a lot of the time. Yeah. Does that ever push you to the point where you think about dropping it all? Well, that's that's heavy. Dropping it all. That's and yeah, bit you heavy. Like like maybe if I if I did like a twelve song album and I'm like egotistical and like this is so brilliant, release date happens and then like nothing happens about it. Then, yeah. you know, at that point, like, you know what? Maybe I'll just be a drummer. I've said to myself, actually, like, if, if what I do doesn't really happen, I'll just be maybe more of, like, a drum set kind of person online. Yeah. Because um, the content does better, the best. Like, when I'm just doing drums for my Instagram, that, that it is, like, you should, all, you know, all, all artists look at their stats and what who's liking what the most, why. Yeah. And I find, like, the stuff I'm doing with drums. So I'm, even, like, my friend's like, dude, like, maybe, like, do a crazy drum song with Twaner. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll try that. But then, like, I do, and it doesn't feel like the music that I f- this project is kind of... Yeah, I get you. ...supposed to be. Um, yeah, what was... Oh, sorry, I got on a tangent right there. No, that's okay. Uh, we were just talking about what the possibility of, of kind of taking a step back... But, oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, what yeah. you said just reminded me of, like, I remember there was a, a Bowie quote where he's like, the worst mistake ever made was, like, making music for someone else. Or, yeah. Like, as yeah. opposed to making music <laughs> for yourself. But what you're describing sounds like that, and you already seem a little bit sad about it, so I don't want you to do that. <laughs> no, no, it's fine, because I do want to do some crazy yeah, drum, yeah. drum-centric, no, like, artistry, because yeah. I feel like I, I can... I, I, have, I have friends that love the same music that I do and they're also like music major educated yeah. and they can play the freak stuff or it's just like mind blowing and I do want to do that eventually um, but yeah I don't know like I don't know drop it all is kind of a uh, that's yeah it's, it's exhausting but it's also it's it's you know I take breaks so like right now I might take a little I might just write lyrics for it and kind of go easy with it since most of it's kind of done um, just the exhausting part is just balancing five songs like trying to make it cohesive and trying to like yeah because the single thing it's I, I might just go back to the single thing too I might not drop it all but I might be like you know what I like kind of having a month to stew on an idea release that idea cool next stew on an idea release an idea yeah now it's like stew on these five ideas the fourth one's not good get rid of it new fourth one the first one oh yeah redo that it's just like way mm. too much going on yeah so I might just be a single person like releasing singles until an opportunity presents itself for like maybe you should do another EP. Yeah. Like like I, I'm doing it because the label kind of inspired me. Like, oh cool, these guys found me. They wanted me to be on their their label. I want to do an EP now and let's just give it a shot. Yeah. So we'll you know. There's something kind of romantic about doing an EP or an album mm-hmm. of just like the accomplishment of it. But I feel like you're kind of right in what your other way of thinking is that I feel like that's how music is now with the internet and stuff. Is it's just more single focused. Yeah. It kind of makes more sense to do that, but I don't know if people will ever stop trying to make EPs and albums. No, I don't think so either. I think it's just now that I'm kind of because I've been in bands where we've written albums as as a drummer. Yeah, and it's definitely an experience. Like it's it's a huge growing experience for just the art that you're trying to present. 
And I'm realizing now that, like, I need to step up kind of now that I'm trying to do more of a cohesive multi-song thing. Yeah. I need to step up and, like, make everything about it really, really good, not just kind of, like, do a one-offs all the time. Like, yeah. The thing about one-offs, like, I, I can do a song like this and then do a complete opposite song the next month or, like, mm-hmm. slowly build a thing month by month by month. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's a big wake-up call, I think. How serious I want to kind of like, what am I doing? Why am I writing an EP? I could have released three of these songs already. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Those are good questions to ask. Yeah. All right. Well, we're kind of winding down on time now, so mm-hmm. I will hit you with the last couple kind of fun questions. Cool. Um, what do you like to do in your free time besides music? I like to write um, Google reviews on places oh, I go nice. to. I do that a lot. That's cool. And I also read, I like to read um, just forgotten about sci-fi books from like the 70s, 80s, 90s. Sick. Sometimes modern sci-fi, but I can't, I just something about the 80s sci-fi books and 90s, it's so much more raw and pure, like yeah. pure thought. Do you have know? like a recommendation? I kind of like sci-fi, so mm. I'm, I'm interested. Um, this last book I read, um, there's like this series of, of um, Isaac Asimov, I can't pronounce his name. Isaac Asimov, you know, like the the philosopher, the free thinker. Okay. Where he was kind of like finding talent. He was putting out their works. So I read this. I read this crazy book last called um, "Through Darkest America." Okay. Super heavy, strange sci-fi book. Um, I you know there's some of the cheesy ones like there's one book called Sten, where it's kind of like it's kind of like a sci-fi opera um, mixed with kind of like more steampunky, cyberpunky stuff. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Um, Heavy Time was a good book I just read. It's just like super gritty. Like they like they work in space and they're like truckers, pretty much. Like, yeah, you know, like like all the crazy technology around them and the and like the, but they're still worried about like their weird like normal human shit. Yeah, yeah. That's some, it's it, I like that stuff about. So I usually go to like a dollar bookstore. I go to the sci-fi section and I pick up a book that I think looks cool and I just Google it. Like, is it come on four star four? Like yeah, I don't yeah. get any three or below. So if I see a weird book that's like five four five star reviewers like dude get this book if you like sci-fi please i'm like usually i just snatch it you grab it yeah read it as soon as like read it and yeah but there, there's yeah i do that and also at the google the google reviewing um <laughs> i just kind of make it a point i made it a point for a while where it's like everywhere i went to i had to just like that night collect all my thoughts and like everywhere i went today i'm gonna review every spot try That's, to make it funny because I, I you know if it wasn't for the music thing, I'd, I'd try to be, like, a comedic writer. Or, like, I'd try to... That's cool. That's something that... Or just, like, a sketch comedy writer. Just something weird, like, a weird... Get people to do weird shit. Like, yeah. write weird stuff for them to say and do. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of do, like, stupid little reviews. If it's a bad place, I try to make it funny. I make it, make them, like, the mundane ones, try to make them, like, just deadpan kind of funny. Like, why is he writing a review? And it seemed like he just kind of, like, casually liked it and gave it a five-star... <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. That's kind of a form of like journaling, almost like your mm-hmm. daily activities and stuff. And they reward you too. Google rewards you. Yeah, it's crazy. I got a free movie from from my point my points. That's really cool. Um, what kind of sketch stuff are you into? Do you watch like a lot of SNL, Key and Peele stuff like that? Or yeah, I, yeah, I like to watch a lot of like this. They're putting a lot of old Key and Peele stuff on YouTube. That, mm-hmm. That's been on Comedy Central only for a very long time. Some very funny stuff. SNL these days is a little too little too cringy for me yeah, to watch. I, mean, I can't really. There's waves. Yeah, like like the the Farley era SNL is like I can watch that for days. Like mm-hmm. the David Spade era, Chris Farley, even like the um that like that era. 
Uh, I, I have like this on-running thing on my Instagram called um, um, Whispers at the Jazz Gig. Uh, basically, it's a series where I take like the stuffy genre of jazz and the stuffy feeling where like it's like, you know, it's you're not smart enough to enjoy it. But I, I mm, kind of flip it yeah. on its head and like I make gotcha. it like kind of like a, a random dude who just graduated college who's like playing at like a Italian restaurant he does not want to play in. It's like little things like that, and like it's going yeah, in his head, like what's he thinking about, and like the plates are getting louder and louder, and talking gets louder and louder. Mm-hmm. He's just like staring off, kind of thing. Um, and then also, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, just stupid things like that. Me and my old roommate used to like write. We take our friends, our acquaintances, and just write scripts about them, just just to like laugh, cause imagining them doing like saying the scripts we're writing. This is like stupid stuff like that. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Where can people find you, follow you on the internet, social media? Yeah, so it's Twanner, T-W-A-N-N-E-R. Uh, you can go on Google and just do that, and you'll find me. It's kind of like it's cool because it's like you type in Madonna, you'll see a bunch of Madonna. You type in Twanner, you see a bunch of Twanner. It's like it's, it's a it, weird goal. I never you're on the same that. level. Isn't that strange? You're basically Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the computer knows. No, that's very cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm like yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a weird enough one word name where like you do that on Google. But anyway, you do Twanner underscore on Instagram. I'm almost 100 percent mostly active on there. Um, Facebook not so much, but yeah, Twanner underscore on Instagram, and then just Twanner on all the now that like every artist can be on every platform. You can find me on every platform. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Distro Kid. Yeah. <laughs> I want the thirty dollar one next, but we'll see. But yeah, we'll yeah, you'll we'll find on that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, will you do me the honor of giving me another person I could interview in a future episode? Yeah, definitely. Shout out. Um, I actually heard in in, a, in one of your earlier ones that someone should interview you. Yeah. So I think someone should interview you. First off. I'm gonna just build up the anticipation. <laughs> oh, the lights, <laughs> oh, the lights just went out in this room. Uh, That's you know, beautiful. Like, Hold on, hold that thought. We'll hold it. There we go. No, they're back. Yeah. Or they're motion sensed. <laughs> Lights went <laughs> like, out. Like someone's like, get the fuck out of it's here. Like God's like, Come no, on. he's not going to be interviewed next. <laughs> um, no, I guess like I have, I have so many friends who musicians, and like I don't I don't know who's going to listen to this that are my friends. Um, but the first that's come to mind is uh, Montero y Morio. I'm butchering their name because I don't speak Spanish. That sounded good. I... Yeah, yeah, they're 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 a, a best friend duo. Who I met like a couple years ago, they're mm-hmm. super sweet dudes, like super humble, and like I'm thinking of people that would be cool to talk to, like not just a good musician because yeah. like, you know they could be like shitbag, you know, but you know I, I gotta think about that. Yeah, don't send me to any shitbags. <laughs> <laughs> but these two guys have the funniest stories about like growing up together, and um, their music's super rad. Very down to earth musicians and music. They just put out like an album recently too, so that could be cool. Um, them and maybe one more would be. This band, Bundy, uh, they're a Long Beach band. Um, really cool dudes. The main guy's super cool. And they're, they're like the hardest working musicians that I think I've ever come across in real life. Um, they, they, they had a podcast for a bit um, interviewing people. It's kind of like how I met them. It would be cool to flip the script on them, too, kind of yeah. interview them. He's, They'd probably be into it, yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's in it to win it. Like the, the lead singer, like he's just pouring so much of his heart and his mind and body into this project and it'd be kind of cool to get in for this as well um yeah i guess go those two perfect 
All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, keep making cool shit. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and I, I like to end with a high five. Let's do it. All right. There it is. There it is. <laughs>